Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Uh, did you happen to see uh, the report that came out from Canada's largest bank this week, Royal Bank of Canada, putting out a report um, a couple of days ago now, I guess, talking about the fact that Canada, in their opinion, is headed for the largest housing market correction we have seen in some 40 years in this country. They call it an historic housing correction that is already underway. Um, and by the end of it, we could see, on average, the price of homes in our country drop by 12%. Now, it varies where you are, depending uh, on the price of housing where you are in Canada. And, and fortunately, Alberta is actually one of the places that will probably see um, less of a crisis, if you want to call it that, um, than some other parts of the province. And of course, as always, when we talk about real estate, uh, the focus is uh, on Toronto and Vancouver. They're saying housing prices up 36% year over year, as recently as this spring in Toronto, 36% in one year. Um, so that is not sustainable. So the expectation is in British Columbia, uh, you could see... Um, 45% in terms of how many sales are happening, it's dropped off. 38% in Ontario, and they're seeing uh, prices dropping by about 14% in a quarter. So we're seeing a big change. Why? Well, you know why. It's the interest rates, right? And that's what they're designed to do. That's the whole point. In fact, in this report, um, Robert Hogue, who is the RBC economist, says, you know what? Um, we're not calling this a collapse. And they would say, we would, in fact, argue that the unfolding downturn should be seen as a welcome cool-down following a two-year-long frenzy that put a huge financial burden on many homeowners and made ownership dreams harder to achieve. So, yeah, it's happening, and it's going to be jarring, and it's going to be big, but you know what? Maybe it's exactly what we had to have happen. So what's going on in the Alberta area? Let's find out what the situation is when it comes to, to housing and what we're seeing and what the trends might indicate. We're going to chat with Colin Bruce, who is a mortgage broker and owner of the Colin Bruce Mortgage Team. Colin, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Hey, I appreciate it as well. Reports like that. I mean, when you hear stories like historic corrections, we haven't seen this in 40 years. A lot of people go, oh my goodness, what's going on? What's your take? I mean, are we going to see something like that in the real estate market? Well, I don't know necessarily in Alberta, but you hit the nail on the head just talking about how fast and how much Toronto and Vancouver's housing prices skyrocketed, yeah. right? So I know, yeah, it is skewed for that market. But I mean, so far, Alberta, like we're up 1.9% year over year. So prices are up 1.9% over last year. So we'll see what happens here. I know um, I was speaking with one of the realtors we work with pretty closely, and he was saying um, what they're seeing is inventory levels are starting to increase. So you yeah. had a year where inventory levels were at like two months worth, right? So it's just, which is unheard of. And so now, you know, it's slowly, slowly creeping up. I think he said, like, currently they're sitting at 3.1 months worth of inventory here. You know, and if the trend continues, he was saying a balanced market is like five months. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Edmonton's still one of the most affordable major cities in Canada. 
You know, and Alberta's economy is pretty strong, so I'm not sure what's going to happen here going forward. You're absolutely right, Colin. In the report from RBC, and we can't stress this enough, they say when they talk about this historic correction, it's going to be different in different places. They said in markets that are already pretty relatively affordable, um, prices are projected to fall by about 3%. That's in Alberta and Saskatchewan, which is on the lowest end of anywhere in the country. So you're right, we're sort of insulated a little bit. Um, In terms of what we're seeing prices didn't go up that much in Alberta, but they did go up. And with the interest rate changes that have been happening, um, are you seeing sort of the demand? Just is there a change in tone? We heard that things had cooled off. Is that what you're seeing too? You know what, even just looking at our office, so we had an abnormally busy June. So the number of leads coming in was way higher than we've ever seen. But Mm -hmm. then, yeah, our July has definitely slowed down. I think there was a big rush for people to get in uh, before that last interest rate hike. I wanted to ask you about that, Colin. What are you recommending? What is the best course of action for people? As somebody who deals with mortgages every day, it's the world that you live in. We know we saw another three-quarter of a percent hike in the U.S. yesterday, and it's widely expected we're going to see maybe that much again uh, in Canada next month. Are people starting to get a little panicky about this? They are, you know, but I wonder, like, we could be just about at the worst, uh, like, at peak inflation. You've seen, you know, gas prices starting to come down. I know, you know, I've I've been to the, I guess we've all been to the grocery store recently. We know those haven't come down yet, but I just read an article that Loblaws was expecting food prices to start coming down soon. So, I mean, hopefully this is it. And you saw in the U.S. we've had two quarters of, um, I can't remember, the GDP was down quite a bit, two quarters in a row. So, you know, maybe we'll, um, maybe we've hit peak inflation, but it doesn't help in the meanwhile, that's for sure. And, and Colin, every time we talk about this, and I know every situation is different, but I just got a text, keep the variable rate or lock in. And in full disclosure, I'm in the same spot. And I went to my bank and they said, you got to weigh it out. This is how much more it's going to cost you if you lock in per month. This is how much we don't know where it's going to end up. What are you telling clients? I'm sure you're getting the same question. We are, you know, and it, it is, you know, borrower specific. But so, and the funniest thing is right now, the monoline lenders, like the non-bank lenders, the interest rates are a lot lower on the five-year fix than our big five lenders. So, because um, we've seen bond yields drop pretty significantly. Um, but, you know, so we have as low as, say, 449 on a five-year fixed rate. Right, but then you're looking at a, an adjustable rate at prime minus one point one, right? Yeah. So now you're at like three point yeah. six. So you have to weigh that out. Is prime going to go up four more times? Like possibly, but um, you know, even there, you're you're right, even with that five year fixed rate, and hopefully, I mean. Hopefully we're not going to a big dep- a recession here, but you know there's indicators that we may. Then you know at least if you're on that adjustable rates, rates can start coming down, and you can you can ride that on the way down. And that's the thing, right, Colin? We don't know. It's almost impossible to answer that question with any certainty because nobody has a crystal ball. We don't know where it's going to be at the end of that five-year term. Correct. And you know what? Like, um, I mean, the thing is, you get a five-year fixed rate in the fives right now. I'm just like. I think the penalties on that could be atrocious if rates start coming down, yeah. and, you know, because this is what happened during COVID, too. We had somebody, you know, um, pre-COVID in a 3 3.5% interest rate, and then all of a sudden you're seeing interest rates in the ones, and people are like, hey, we want to refinance to take advantage of this lower rate. Well, the penalties are so prohibitive because the banks are charging the interest they lose off of your rate compared to what the rate is sure, yeah, now, right? So, yeah, like... Um, you know, like if I'm saying you stay on that adjustable now, like at this point, I guess, again, you don't have a crystal ball, but <laughs> right. I just, yeah, 
or even a shorter term, like maybe you go on a two or three year term, right? You know, those rates on a two yeah. year, three year, a four, four, nine, which is, you know, decent. And then, you know, hopefully in a couple of years, you see rates coming back down. Um, I know a lot of people, it's like everybody usually just goes five year fixed, five year fixed, but I mean, usually that's a good, a good answer, a good safe answer. But, you know, in these times, maybe, maybe a shorter term makes sense or, or writing adjustable, but, yeah, some people, they want the stability of that yeah. five-year fixed rate, so and that's okay, too. Yeah, trying to deal with the uncertainty, it's almost impossible. Great insight. Thanks so much, Colin. I really appreciate you joining us.